Hi everyone, welcome back to the Bright and Zen podcast. My name is Sydney. And I'm Destiny. And today we're going to get right into it. We want to talk about the idea of if you never made it, would you still be happy? If you never accomplished the things you set out to do, if you never received the gifts that you had wanted to receive and um, just done the things that you set out to in, in life, um, would you still be happy? Uh, I think with some of my friends, we've, we're all in this season of like, whether it's career wise or relationship wise, or um, just different goals, financial, whatever that we have set out. And um, I was just talking to a friend yesterday about a job that she was in where it's like, she wants to excel. She wants to go to the next level of leadership, um, but they're not really giving her that capacity to do so. And so her ideas, you know, that's what she had set out to. That's what she's been working toward. And it's not happening. Is it an idea of being content? She's not content enough. Or is it an idea of, you know, maybe the the pot that she's in isn't isn't big enough um, anymore for her as she's grown? And she she read this verse. So I just want to read this and get your thoughts on, you know, different things that you've set out to do that, you know, you've had to lay down before the Lord. But it's Ecclesiastes 5.20, and it says, For he will not often consider the troubled days of his life, because God keeps him occupied and focused on the joy of his heart, and the tranquility of God indwells in him. So uh, it's just this verse meaning, or what I interpret it as, is that we don't, we're not stressed about the things that we want to accomplish. We're not stressed about our days and and what we'll do with them, but we have this joy within our heart um, that keeps us occupied day to day, um, just focusing on what the Lord's doing and what he has done. Um, And so I guess like what in your life, how have you related to this topic of having things, having to lay them at God's feet, having to be joyful and present with what the Lord has given you, but also having things that you're wanting and desiring? So, I mean, we're still really young, so I don't want to say I've had to lay down too, too much. Not to say that there aren't young people who've had to lay down a lot. Mm -hmm. I think that there probably are. Well, I don't think. I know that there are people who have had to lay down really significant things, Um, not just not saying that a job situation isn't a big deal. It is, but I think that, you know, people can receive chronic diagnoses and things like that at this stage in our lives. And like, that could mean significant consequences, you know, not being able to bear children or not being able to be an athlete anymore, things like that, that were probably really important to those people or whatever. But I think for me, like, I don't, I don't think I've had to lay anything down forever, but I've definitely had to lay things down for seasons. Mm. Um, and I've had to allow God to reshape. I think we talked about this a couple of podcasts ago. I can't remember, but I was talking about the difference between a goal and a dream mm-hmm. or a deep desire. And I think I've had to allow God to reshape some dreams that mm. I've had because, you know, he's sovereign and he, he sees all, he knows all. 
and I don't and I have finite wisdom and finite understanding and things like that and he's gracious so he's kind of shown me like hey this isn't the time for that right now I have this for you instead so like you know I've mentioned this before too like when I first moved out here I thought you know I was going to be going back to school I remember when I originally had stepped away I don't even want to call it dropped out because I really didn't drop out I finished my associate's degree which is a mark like it it was a completed like a status so it's not like I just did like you know seven semesters and then just quit not saying that if that was the right path for you that's an issue but I I have a degree of some kind so I didn't really drop out but I I finished half of a bachelor's degree and I was like okay I think this is time for me to step away um Whereas originally, if you had to talk to me two years before that, I was like, yep, I'm going to be in school for four years. I'm probably going to do a one-year master's. I might even go back for some type of certificate. Like, I had this whole idea that I was going to be in the college scene for quite a while. And that wasn't, you know, I had to lay that down. And it wasn't that I didn't want to go. It's I really don't think I was ready Mm. to go. But I had to allow the Lord to show me that. Mm. So there was that. And then, you know, a couple years later, we're moving here. It's going to start this new chapter. And I'm like, okay, now is the time that I'm going to take up this college experience again. And then God's like, nope, not yet. And mm. I get pregnant. And not saying you, again, not saying you can't go to school pregnant. But for me, it is not conducive to our lifestyle for me to be in school and be pregnant trying to be a full-time, you know, housewife for Matthew, who's in college, who's in school full-time and he does not have any room to get a job. Like, you know, like he, he just doesn't. And so it just didn't work for our lifestyle. So I was like, okay, had to lay that down again, had to lay down my body, you know, had to give up my body. I, I don't think we think about, I mean, there are lots of people on social media talking about being pregnant and how you have to give up your body, but I don't think that the average person, when they're thinking about pregnancy, they're thinking like, you really have to sacrifice your physical man, Hmm. like to the utmost, like from head to toe. And some people have really good pregnancies where they don't even know they're pregnant, you know, and they just are going about their day for nine months. But that is not my story. And I don't think that's the story of most women. I think most of us experience pregnancy physically the entire time and um so that's been a challenge and uh, I'm trying to think of other things that I've had to lay down um I mean I thought you know I've had to lay down jobs I remember I was an athletic director for a while or not a while I was an athletic director for two years and I remember when my contract was coming up to sign for my third year and I was just really thinking like is I love this job. Like to this day, it's been my favorite job I've ever had. It's honestly one of those jobs that I think could be a career of mine. And I really, at the time I know, looking back, I know I made, I did, I don't want to say I made a mistake, but I I definitely miss, I misread the situation. But at the time I really did feel like this other opportunity was opening up and that, I probably wasn't going to get an opportunity like that again. And Mm. to take that opportunity, I was going to have to lay down my favorite job. Mm. And so I did. 
And I, you know, I don't want to say I regret making that decision at all, but I definitely, because I definitely like there was fruit that was developed during that time of transition and during that other position that I took and that opportunity and I reap the benefits of it to this day. So I don't want to say that it's a huge regret or anything, but I definitely did in, in my mindset, I had to lay something down to take that up. And then I think something that's really recent that I had to lay down that I have been working towards for a long time. Um, so for those who don't know, I've been a volleyball referee for going on nine years. Um, yeah, going on nine years. And I, it's a seasonal job, so it's not an every day all year, but it is an all year seasonally. So I work pretty much every year from January to June. And then I work again, same year from probably like end of August, early September through about November. And it's typically on weekends during the beginning of the year and at night during the end of the year. And I've been doing that for almost nine years now. And I've been doing it at the collegiate level for quite a while and the travel level. Um, so like AAU, that type thing and high school level. And one of my goals very, very early, like I think I probably made this goal my second year in, I said I wanted to ref the Olympics. And to do that, there are certain milestones that you have to hit, but not only that you have to hit, you have to hit them by certain ages because the way that the, um, the international referee landscape looks, you age out. Hmm. And you age in. So you have to hit these thresholds by a certain age in your life. And so to do that, you have to promote at a certain rate. And so I let my boss know very early. I mean, I was 17, 18 in my second year. So I let my boss know like, hey, this is what I want. Um, you know, how, what, is, what is the path to this? And he's like, it's about a 15 year path, but we can do it. And I said, okay. And um, I've been on that path for the last nine years of trying to achieve this goal. And this year I was selected for my state to go for a, my first national level promotion. But it's the same week that I'm supposed to give birth and it's in Chicago. So, and it's only once a year there's no makeup opportunity. There's no go early there. It's just once a year at this one tournament, this one time annually, and only two people are selected at maximum every year. And, you know, I've been on the radar to go for the last, you know, couple of years. Like the question was, was that, would I go in 2022, 2023 or 2024? And I was selected for 2023 and then I'm pregnant with my first child. So I can't go. So, you know, it's not a bad trade-off, but I definitely still, like you were talking about, I had to lay it down. Hmm. So that was a mix of disappointment and, you know, understanding, I guess. Like, it was definitely bittersweet to have to say no to that. Hmm. But I think something that I'm learning is that when we have to lay things down, our goals down or our dreams have to change or whatever it is. God provides something else. Like, yeah. I, like right now I'm thinking about, you know, when Isaac had to 
take, I'm sorry, when Abraham took Isaac. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When Abraham was taking Isaac after, you know, God told him like, you need to sacrifice him. And Mm. he was this promise. Right. And, you know, not only was he a promise that God gave that God, you know, promised to Abraham, but he was probably a desire even before the promise was made. You know, when you think about it, like who at that, in that culture, in that time, who wouldn't want to have a son? Like having a son was everything in the ancient world. And so, you know, even before God opened his mouth and said, Hey, I'm going to make you a father of many nations. I'm going to give you a son. I'm going to give you, you're going to have this lineage. You're going to have all these people. You're going to have a whole nation after like that came from you. And he's like, what? No way. But he probably had that in his heart. So he has this desire, right? He gets Isaac. And then God's like, you got to give, you got to lay Isaac down and give him up. And so he's, he goes on the journey, whatever. We know the story. He goes on the journey He's literally about to kill Isaac and he's, the Lord stops him and he provided a ram. And I think about the provision of the ram, the provision of the sacrifice after he asked him to lay it down. And I know ultimately he didn't have to give up his promise, right? But it makes me think about all the times that I've had to give something up. Hmm. God provided something else for me to put my focus on every single time. It wasn't what I originally, you know, what I originally wanted or what I originally thought I wanted. I think that's more so the thing, but God provided another avenue. And oftentimes it was not appealing to other people. Hmm. I remember many times when I had to make, and this is the last thing I'll say, many times I had to make decisions or whatever. And other people were like, you, you left, you left George Mason to go to Thomas Nelson. Like, and they were looking at me like, why would you do that? George Mason has this, has this, has this, has this. The college experience provides this, 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 and this. And I'm like, you're right, but I don't want or desire that. So God provided something else that fit my situation and fit me better in that season. And to other people, it looked like dropping out. I remember someone made the comment when I left, they were like, I knew she wouldn't do anything. Everyone gassed her up too much or whatever. People hyped her up too much. She wasn't going to be anything when I left school. And I think you have to fight that sometimes. But I think recognizing that, you know, your ram or whatever the thing that God has you lay down. And then he, he's always going to provide another avenue for you. If you're willing and open to like hearing him and listening to him, that you, it's all about your mentality and making sure that you are, you know, in tune with God's heart for you. And then recognizing that anything he provides for you or does for you is going to be the best for you in that season. And just coming into agreement with that, you know yeah so that's I think that's all I have to say about that (laughs) that's good no it is good I heard you multiple times kind of mention um wanting to pick something up wanting to pick something up and then having to lay it back down and recently I was talking to someone and they just said it so perfectly that um sometimes God wants us to to lay something down so he can be the one to give it to us um, and his perfect timing in the in the situation that's most fitted for what we need. Um, 
And it's something that, you know, it's so easy for us to always be trying to pick it up, pick it up, pick it up ourselves when we think it's the right time, when we think that it fits our situation. But he wants to be the one to give good gifts um, as a father. He want, He's the one who wants to, who wants to, you know, give us what we need and what we desire in his perfect timing. And because he knows that our hearts can't always handle that timing and that waiting period. It's like, that's where the promise of he gives us peace that passes understanding. Um, and that the joy of the Lord is our strength. And so even the verse that I read earlier about the joy um, that he gives us in our heart, that's indwelling in us, that allows us to be content with what's happening in our life and not be troubled with our days and what's happening and what, where we'll be and what will happen and is because he knows that joy, which I learned this too um, a few months ago, is that like the definition of joy is the feeling that you get when you know someone cares about you. Um, so it's like if two friends see each other for the first time meeting at the airport, say, and they meet for the first time in a long time, I get joy seeing how you react to seeing me and vice versa. And that's, that's what like joy is. And so it's like with God, our contentment isn't found in, okay, like, I'm just going to make myself happy with my situation. I'm going to make it work. I'm going to make myself be happy that I don't have what I want. Like that, that's not realistic. That's not accurate and true to how our emotions work, but we find joy, which gives us strength um, when we fix our gaze on him and in doing that, we can see how much he loves us. You said like knowing what the father's heart is for, for you. And when you know that worry and stress about what's to come kind of dissolves because you know, when you're looking at him, all you're focused on is him and how he views you um, and how he loves you and how he has a good and perfect plan for you. And so I think, um, yeah, just, I think you really summed up a lot of what we wanted to talk about, but it is, it's just important. And I really want to encourage those who are listening. If there are things coming to mind that you desire, I mean, destiny listed off. So you, de- you listed off so many things and it's like, our life is a continuous process of laying things down, laying things down, laying down the things that we desire, laying down our accomplishments. Once we even accomplish those things. Um, and like I, I was, I just, and take a lot of content, but I saw something recently as well that was just talking about how, uh, in revelation, it talks about the elders being around the throne, continuously casting their crowns and casting their crowns, which would only logic would only lead to, to, for us to know that they are continuously given crowns of glory, crowns of glory, um, just based on what they're doing, what they're accomplishing, what they're what their, you know, success is in the kingdom, but they're constantly laying it down at his feet. And so it's like, we have to constantly just lay ourselves down and um, the good things, the bad things, um, everything that we are desiring that we're not receiving, um, whatever, whatever period we're waiting for something is a period that God is giving us to encounter him even more um, before to prepare us for that thing that he is, that he's doing. And so even with refing for you, you know, that's something that when it comes full circle and it comes back into your life, if that is God's will, like it will be the perfect situation. Um, and that's something right. that we can hope and trust in is that if there is a period of darkness, the light that will come after will be even, 
even much brighter and not necessarily because the thing is a brighter substance, but because our perspective has changed and we're like, wow, this is beautiful. You know, it's like when you've gone periods and periods of, of drought and the rain comes, it's not because rain is the rain is much better, better quality or anything. It's just because your perspective, you become more grateful, you become more in awe. And so that's kind of like what God wants. He wants to be the one to author amazing, beautiful stories um, and stories that reflect his glory and his provision and his, um, just his goodness. And so he usually likes to do that with some sort of waiting period, with some sort of period where we're having to really lean and trust and faith on him. Um, and so, yeah, all these things are things that I've even had to process myself with, you know, desires that I have for music, desires that I have for, you know, a family and things like that, where it's like, I have to get to a point and God always, he always lets me get to the point where I just have to be like, okay, it's up to you. It's in your hands. I'm going to be present and focused with what you've given me today. Cause really, if you look, if you take a list of the things that God is giving you today to focus on, usually he, he's always giving you enough, you know, yeah. like sometimes we spend so much time and I'll end with this thought. Um, sometimes we spend so much time just hyper-focused on the future that we miss out on all the goodness today, which yeah. getting to the future is just decisions today. And so just want to encourage you guys um, if you never accomplish those things, like knowing that Jesus is enough, that what he's giving you today is for a purpose and a reason, and it will get you to your tomorrow. Um, but even if that big thing never happened, like let's never get to a point where we're, I think we talked about this before, but exalting the gift above the giver. Um, he, he essentially knows he, or yeah, he knows what is good for you and what season is good for you. And if you're ever idolizing something, he knows and loves you enough to not give you something that is not going to be healthy for you. Um, So, yeah, so I think that's really it. Today's kind of a shorter episode, um, but I really hope what we talked about resonated and that it's something you can take with you in your prayer time in your conversations with others. um, And just knowing that, that, godliness with contentment is great gain um and that the joy of the lord is your strength so if you're feeling weak um reading your words spending time with him listening to worship music whatever you have to do to have the joy of the lord which is just you looking at him and seeing how much he loves you so reading verses about how he loves you listening to songs about the lord's you know reading verses about his plans for you, asking him, what are your, how do you see me? What is your heart for me? And once you do that, you can just come into the knowledge and come back to that point of knowing that your father loves you. He cares about you and he has good things in store. So yeah, I hope this was good and let us know your thoughts. You can DM us, Facebook messages, whatever show notes have all the details um, for our website where you can purchase some things and donate to the causes that we support. Um, But until next time, have a great rest of your day, guys. Bye.